off the top, we top the top From the shots that's called to the time my hawks To the league boss and the ones who lost Give it to me once, I don't drop the ball To the home runs that was out the park Kershaw when I'm pitching off Kobe the Howard, he looking soft LA Rams in the city, y'all Got special guests, got breaking news Come top the top with Chatter's box is Monday, so you know what that means. It's time for Talk That Talk. Talk That Talk is recorded from the Greenspun Urban Affairs on the campus of UNLV. We are recording from the basement of UNLV currently. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson, and welcome to another episode of Talk That Talk. And again, this is first day of fall, so this is the first day of fall on this beautiful Monday. Um, we are recording at a different time. So this particular show, you guys will be getting updates from Monday Night Football. So we have Monday Night Football that we will be giving you guys updates on. Uh, I'm in the studio alone right now, but sure, surely, slowly but surely, we'll get somebody in the studio. Um, you guys already know the voice, one of the one of the voices. So it is a familiar uh, voice to you guys. But once again, if you guys want to follow uh, this platform. If you guys want to follow um, this radio show, whether it be on Instagram, Twitter, whatever the case may be, uh, if you guys want to go ahead and follow on on Instagram, it is Talk That Talk Radio Show. Once again, on Instagram, it is Talk That Talk Radio Show. On Facebook, it is Talk That Talk Radio as well. So face, uh, Facebook and Instagram, both uh, is Talk That Talk Radio Show. And then for Twitter. I believe Twitter is the only one. Twitter is at Talk That Talk LV. Once again, Twitter for this radio show is at Talk That Talk LV. Now let's get forward with now let's move forward with the show. Um again, we're waiting to see what is going to work out in terms of uh the Rebel H D two station. We're working behind the scenes trying to figure out what's what's what on that. Um and yeah, and when we know more, we'll tell you guys more. But uh, we we thank you guys for bearing with us and sticking with us through this process. But I do want to start with um, something that my mom has given us, and this is something that I always do. It's 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 a tip in from her. But um, she starts with attract what you expect, reflect what you desire, become what you respect, and mirror what you admire. So I really like that one. And once again, I'll read it. Uh, just for emphasis, but attract what you expect, reflect what you desire, become what you respect, and mirror what you admire. So I really like that one. Thank you, Mom, for that one. Thank you for that tip in as well. Um, so yeah, so hopefully I can pull up um, the game right now and and see if we can get something going. But again, a lot of this show, you guys are, are, are probably, you guys can probably, um, assume what today's like major headline is going to be um kind of the headline has just been surrounding um the sports world i was going to say uh i was going to just say football but it's actually been around the world and before i um even get to that I do just want to go ahead and give, um, send condolences rather 
to uh, Andre Emmett, former NBA player, Andre Emmett, former Texas Tech player, Andre Emmett, who was shot and killed in Dallas, Texas. Um, he played in the big three the past two seasons. Um, yeah, just a tragic story. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's, we, we've, we've had a lot of sad stories, um, come about over the last, um, two years, I guess you could even say, even extending it to last year. So my message to everybody is just be safe out there, be extremely safe, um, yeah, and I don't really know what else, what more we can say about that. Um, yeah, so uh, trying to figure out where to where to segue to with that. Um, just opening up my phone now. The the Chicago Bears have a seven nothing lead on the Washington Redskins with nine forty two remaining in the first quarter. Um, but yeah, so. It's been a lot of things obviously going around in the news and this is that's more than likely what's going to dominate this um this show. And it shouldn't come as a surprise that Antonio Brown is going to be the majority of this conversation. And I just want to break down a conversation that I had with my brother, but that's something that we'll get to over the long haul of everything. But um I do want to start off with the Las Vegas Aces as I always do. I always start off with some Las Vegas sports. Uh, let's start off with the Las Vegas Aces, who staved off elimination, fought off elimination um, in Game 3, which was Sunday. Game 4 is tomorrow, is Tuesday, in here in Vegas at the Mandalay Bay Event Center. Um, game 4 against the Washington Mystics, and another opportunity to stave off elimination once again. Um yeah, and then if that follows through, game five will be on Thursday. Winner take all. Winner going to the WNBA Finals to face the Connecticut Sun, who swept the L.A. Sparks. And um, a, a big story that was on Twitter, um, was the post-game reaction from Candace Parker following her playing – I think she played less than 15 minutes. She played 14 minutes and 11 seconds or something along the lines of that. Um, obviously, for any competitor, that's pretty tough. And and not even to mention a competitor of, of her caliber, somebody who's won as much as she has, somebody who's been as decorated of a uh, of an athlete as she has. I'm sure that that was definitely a, um, a bruise to the ego. However, from a coach's perspective, I'm pretty sure that Derek Fisher does have a reason behind it. Um I, I like the way that she addressed the questions after the game. Uh, that's a that's a that's a Coach Fish question. Um, I mean, yeah, what more did you want her to say? Uh, but nevertheless, the Los Angeles Sparks were knocked out of the postseason um, in three games in short order by the Connecticut Sun. Um, and shout out to Courtney Williams and her relationship with her father that's been on full display. Um, as if it hasn't in the past, but it's definitely been on full display in this um in the the early going of this playoff so far. Uh I should just say so far in the playoff. Um but yeah, so we'll see how how much further it goes in the WNBA finals. Um but yeah, so this is 
again, I'm in the studio by myself currently, so I'm going to have to pause and take a sip of water. I have to fill all of the space by myself. But I've had so many conversations with people about just different things going on in the city, and, and the Aces obviously are one of them. Um, from half-court game winners in an elimination game to um, game four tomorrow night. This is this is what this postseason has been and so far, and hopefully will continue to be something. Um, UNLV football. UNLV football returns to action this weekend on the road, opening up conference play at Wyoming. So this should be interesting. Um, off of a bye week, off of two straight losses, uh, trying to get back to 2-2, two 1-0 two, in the conference, ahead of Boise State October 5th at Sam Boyd. Again, the UNLV football team, the program, is getting ready to move all of his belongings to the new Allegiant Stadium to be shared with the soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders. Um, and, yeah, and, I mean, obviously, you know what? I get, well, I guess it happens across the board, especially at this time of year, but when the NFL starts and college football starts, it gets overused, but at the same time, I feel like people disregard it which I'm not even sure how that's possible in this, in this moment. But a lot of people talk about teams being 0-0 and the excitement being up there and everybody feels like the sky is the limit. And that goes without saying. That's obviously what you want. However, I missed this year's season opener against Southern Utah. However, I watched it was able to see the game unfold. Obviously, so I wasn't there to capture the feeling. With that said, I had caught the previous two season openers. Um and the excitement that surrounds you in LV football, especially the, the closer that the Raiders come out or the closer you get into the Raiders coming uh coming out. It's interesting how fast you can feel it dissipate and don't get me wrong there are a lot of faithful UNLV football fans there are a lot of faithful UNLV football fans but there are some times that the boo birds come out in the second quarter and it's just a little I mean at some point, you got to put some sort of faith behind your team. The team is going out there every week, busting their tails, fighting tooth and nail. They don't always like the way the final score looks. They don't like it more than more than we don't or you don't or whoever whoever considers this. Uh, shoot to fit for them. Okay, that was a nice punt return for Chicago. 
It's a flag on the play, so we'll see what happens. But Chicago's still up 7 nothing on the Washington Redskins on Monday Night Football. But when you look at UNLV football, they have bright spots. They've always had bright spots. You can question the passing. You can question the play calling. You can question the, the coaching. You can question the recruiting. You can question special team, anything, whatever you want to question. Sanchez has said it a couple of times this year. You look, acro- you look across college football. Every team has made mistakes. Some more than others, obviously. But it's not like anybody is playing perfect football in the early going of this college season. I very rarely get to use this word in the moment, but I'm going to use the word hearken. But I hearken back to my first season opener. And when UNLV lost, I can't remember who said it. And even if I did remember, I would probably wouldn't have said it anyway. Must have realized that it was my first season. The person looked at me and said, oh, you're new, huh? I just kind of looked a little confused. And he was like, well, welcome to Rebel Football. I mean, at some point, if you want this to change as a fan, what responsibility do you hold? Or are you making so much noise until you see a particular something happen? What is it? Do you want to see a more fluid passing game? Do you want to see a a substitution at a certain position? Do you want to see a coaching change? Do you just want the new stadium? What is it? I'm only asking what it is mainly because if you want it to change, I would just assume that somewhere inside you already feel responsible for a part of it. I mean, well, I just would assume that with a a diehard fan. I feel like you have a certain responsibility or you would have a certain responsibility or you would feel that you have a certain responsibility as a fan if you are a loyal fan to that team. So, I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I I just – I. I can't help but go back to that conversation that we that I had with that person. And the first thing I thought was, man, that's not what I want to hear game one, year one. So you're telling me it doesn't get better from here? Now don't get me wrong, since I've been here, I've seen some some substantial UNOV wins in different ways. Absolutely. So this team has shown bright spots, and granted, I've only taken it in for a handful of seasons, but to feel the frustration for however long it's been building up, it seems like every week the Boo Birds come out earlier and earlier. And granted, the team was on a bye week this week, so I hope the team uh, got healthy, first of all, got healthy, got rejuvenated. Um Got their mojo back. Got feeling feeling good about themselves. Um, hopefully, the coaching staff got a good scheme together. Got a good game plan together. Um, 
pretty sure a lot of film was watched. A lot of things were discussed. And, I mean, as I said before, this happens across the board. So when it happens across the board, there are going to be some games where the team doesn't win. And I don't feel like I'm saying anything new to some people. But, for instance, the Arkansas State game. And I feel like I might have said this on the show before, but people, somebody has asked me or somebody asked me that day, um, and it's looking like a safety for the Redskins. Maybe they might mark it at the one. Um, but somebody asked me in the past, it was the night of the Arkansas State game, the person said, quote, are we going to win tonight? And I looked at him and said, you know what? Anything can happen, and I, that's usually my go-to, anything can happen. What conventional wisdom has told me from the past, which is what my go-to is, is this team is really, really physical. So we're gonna have problem and we're gonna have problems in the trenches. And if so, it can get out of hand. And that's exactly what happened. Now, I feel like I always have to do this, and it's no—it's not fun at all. But it's like it's—it's no—it's no real freedom in doing a show when you feel like you have to do this every single time. But let me get this out. Anytime I feel like I go into a diatribe like this, I feel like I need to make sure that I mention I don't dislike anybody from the football team. I don't have a personal vendetta against anybody from the football team. I'm just answering football questions. And then when it comes to basketball, basketball questions, UNLV baseball, baseball questions, volleyball, whatever the sport is, whatever the level is, I'm just answering questions. And analyzing what I see, giving analysis on what I see, commentating on what I see. So, I've addressed some things about the fans. And as far as the team, at this point, we've seen ups and downs already in the early going of the season. I think at this point, Sanchez said that he liked the way Armani looked post um or yeah post game. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to figure out the last game. Northwestern, post Northwestern, he said that Armani uh, looked better. He liked the way he liked the way he looked. He liked his decision making. Um, so, my advice to a fan would just to be would just be. To be as patient, which I know is difficult for some people, especially considering the length of time that I guess you guys have already been patient for. I shouldn't even say I guess, but I know you guys have been patient for. But I feel like that number also differs with different people, different fans. Some fans have been fed up for longer. Some fans have been rolling with the punches a little longer. So I would just ask, with so much going on in college football, and injuries happening different places and just all these things taking place 
Just wait it out. Just wait it out. You never know what may happen. Um, And I'm a firm believer in, I think I've said this on the podcast. I don't think I've said this, but again, I'll mention the podcast in a second. But um, as I mentioned before, I'm a strong believer in energy and just energies that energies that people put out. And I think that there is something to be said about, for instance, the Dwayne Wade farewell tour. That game winning three against the Warriors. It looked, it looked like he shot that and he didn't even know if he got it off in time. So I'm a firm believer in whether you want to call it sports gods, energy, vibes, whatever. Juju. Whatever you want to call it. With Sam Boyd closing. And the Las Vegas Bowl being. At Sam Boyd for this last time. Don't lose hope in this last season. This final season at Sam Boyd. Don't lose hope. Same goes for the first season in the Legion. So it's just a little troubling to me when the Boo Birds come out in the second quarter of games. And granted, it's been a couple of weeks since the team has played a home game. I don't know if I've ever addressed that, though. That just, I'm not sure how that would sit. But if you guys are tuning in, this is Talk That Talk. Once again, this is Talk That Talk. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson, in the studio by myself right now, but we are waiting for somebody to come by. Um, and again, we're recording at a different time, so Monday Night Football is on currently as the Washington Redskins have the ball with under three minutes to go in the first quarter. The Chicago Bears are up 7-0 to zero as they highlight Adrian Peterson. So... We touched on UNLV football. We've touched on the Aces. I was really trying to wait until the other person got here before I did this. However, I guess it's just time to get into it. And that would probably mean I would, maybe not. Let me just get right into the conversation with my brother. So me, me and my brother are talking. And if you guys have followed the podcast, ah, let me do that first. Let's do the podcast first. Really quick, um, there is an extension of this show. If you guys follow this show, you're already aware of what I'm about to plug right now. But there is an extension of this show. If you guys want to hear in a raw, unscripted, unfiltered version of this show, along with other things such as life college life in vegas such as relationships such as music such as uh just laughs just real life living room conversation that you would have with your friends um that's what that podcast is but the name of the podcast is the od podcast the overly dedicated podcast shout out to kendrick um and yeah and surely enough it's a podcast that um you guys could follow on social medias as well 
If you guys wanted to follow on YouTube, it is the OD Podcast. On Facebook, it is the OD Podcast. Here, here's the one caveat for Instagram and Twitter. It is at ODPcast. Once again, it is at ODPcast. So just the at symbol, ODPcast, no OD in podcast, ODPcast. There you go. Uh, the OD Podcast, check us out. But me and my brother, we've been having a conversation on the podcast, I feel like, for the last two episodes, last two weeks. And him being a Raider fan, we've discussed the Antonio Brown situation and the fiasco and everything that comes along with it. Looks like Case Keenum might have just fumbled, and he did. And it is recovered by the Chicago Bears. Um, So we've been talking. And... I've said before, once the allegations broke against Antonio Brown, the first thing I thought was, what's going to happen with that Patriot contract? Because he already had the allegations before. And Robert Kraft was one. And and as a matter of fact, I think the, the allegations came out after. He got signed. And Robert Kraft has gone on record to say that's the one thing that he does not tolerate. Won't even really hold a conversation about it. So I was wondering what would come of it. I was wondering how much would come of it. And it didn't take long as Antonio Brown was released on Friday from the uh, New England Patriots. Then here's where the fun part starts in terms of this conversation for me. Not that the situation is fun, but as far as what my brother told me. So, if you're listening to this, shout out, Jarrell. How are you? Uh, but, yeah, I'm about to get on you a little bit, even though you're going to say I'm wrong, but whatever. Um, Since you wouldn't listen to me before, hopefully you listen to me now. So, my point, or before I even get to my point, my brother was saying, That he did not, you know what? Let me do this. Let me be sure about it. Want to make sure I'm sure. Okay, here we go. So this is the part where my brother went, where it went left. For me. Um, my brother, of course, he texted me and he was telling me some things about the Patriots. Well, of course, whatever, whatever. Um... He was talking about New England and what they stand for and the Patriot way and things like that. And as I and as I told him, who didn't know, who didn't know that about New England? Um We're gonna talk about a couple of different things that he said because I wanna kinda I wanna kinda pick it apart and just kinda talk about it. I wanted to have a different voice in here. Hopefully the person uh doesn't um, get here too late but the first thing that my brother brought up in this text message was the Patriots didn't need him true here's the, here's the part I don't agree with he said nor did they want him they just did it for a publicity stunt I said huh New England? 
publicity? Wanting to answer questions about a stressful headache? That doesn't sound like what history has taught me. Okay, cool. Let me see if I can go a little deeper. So when he says that, first thing I think of is, okay, cool. Let me give you four names. Because he he uh, ran with the, uh, Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco at the time, um, reference that I made and comparison that I made. And as I told my brother, let's, let's take – and this was before Antonio Brown got cut, I believe. Let's take these four names and now – Let's do it again since he's gotten cut. About the publicity stunt part. I'm the four names that I thought of. Let's go Randy Moss. Let's go Chad Ochocinco. Let's go Josh Gordon. And let's go Antonio Brown. Right? Randy Moss played all the way into the Super Bowl with the New England Patriots. Chad Ochocinco didn't excel, was limitedly used in New England, and was let go. Josh Gordon is still a New England Patriot to this day. He is actively a New England Patriot right now. Current spot, current spot, current slot on the roster. And then we go Antonio Brown and we know how that ended. The Patriots have a history of doing this. Not letting them go, but bringing in that high profile, whether some people call him a headache, to the team. They've done it on four separate occasions. So as far as the publicity stunt, if this was the publicity stunt, why don't all four cases follow the same trend? It looks like they actively tried to make it work with every player. All four that I just named. So, as I said before, this is the one thing that I said about it. I said, who didn't know that about New England? And then I told him, but yeah, but all of that doesn't matter. If this current situation that he is in with these allegations, if this passes and nothing comes of this situation, Antonio Brown will get another job in the NFL. When did we have this argument? It's a little argument. This was Friday. Oh, this is right when he got cut. Okay, cool. So, my brother argued from Stephen A's perspective, which I seen Stephen A talk about that today. But my brother said that it doesn't matter at this point because his character as a player and as a person has been diminished and nobody's going to want to deal with that on their team no matter how good of a player that he is and that's a promise I'm just going to keep reading he said maybe in the CFL 
XFL, all these other different jobs. So, as I told my brother, I said he's one of the greatest of all time at the positions. It's hard to believe that, and I named some teams. I'll get to that later. But I said it's hard to believe that some teams would look at a healthy Antonio Brown and pass up on him. Now, in this case, some teams at this point may want a psych eval. Can't say that I blame them. I understand it. So this is the part where the conversation really got confusing for me. He said again, it doesn't matter how good of a player you are, look at Kaepernick. He's not playing because he took a knee for social injustice. He said nothing, none of that was pertaining to what he did on the football field, and he's not playing ball. He said Antonio Brown is a great player, one of the best of this generation, but nobody's going to want to take up take that headache up. I'm telling you nobody's going to want to take up that headache. Keep in mind it was reported that Drew Rosenhaus, AB's as I as I divert away from this these text messages really quick, um because Drew Rosenhaus came out and reported, I believe on Saturday, that teams have already reached out. They just want to know his legal status. So just so you guys know, in case you guys are not aware, the basis of me and my brother's argument is whether or not Antonio Brown will suit up in the NFL again. Keep in mind, everything that I'm arguing is under the perspective and under the umbrella of nothing coming of these allegations. Sexual assault is nothing to be played with. No, not to be taken lightly. If he's anywhere guilty in that realm, then we would understand if he never put on the helmet again. So, the question that I asked my brother was, are you comparing... Antonio Brown, and I heard, and I heard Stephen A. Smith make the same argument today. Are you comparing Antonio Brown at the wide receiver position to Colin Kaepernick at the quarterback position? 